Welcome to Making America Strong Again, the only program dedicated to inspire you and to inspire a nation with stories of American exceptionalism and national restoration. Join fellow patriots as we rediscover our past, reignite our future, and celebrate America now. Welcome to Making America Strong Again. This is Steve Olds. It's my privilege to be with you today from our studios in South Florida. I'd like to give a quick shout out to all of our friends who are downloading our podcast on iTunes and sharing with those that you know. Also, if you are not an iTunes subscriber, please uh, go to your app, pull it down, and and search for Making America Strong Again and subscribe. You can also go to patriotpodcast.com and download it directly and uh, share it with others as well. Over the last few weeks, we've been talking about some pretty big picture items. Last week, we talked about overcoming adversity, when things just don't line up the way you expect, or perhaps when life throws your curveball, how do you handle those things? We've also talked in recent weeks about the importance of really having a clear vision of your personal future, what it is that you intend to create with your life, not just with your job or with the work that you do or the near-term education goals, but really what's your impact going to be on the world? Kind of a big, a big topic. We've also talked about why it's important to build a leadership team, whether it's at your work or your business or at church or on a project that you're on or in your home, why leadership is so important, and it's been a constant theme throughout many, many weeks of our discussions. But today we're going we're gonna to talk about how to operationalize a lot of these big picture ideas, how to bring it down to a core level that really makes a difference to you. And as we've talked about There is a, and I appreciate you listening to this radio station today, but there's another station people listen to almost every day, and as Zig Ziglar used to call it, it's WIIFM. What's in it for me? Make it work for me. I like what you're saying, but if I don't understand that there's something in it for me, (laughs) I'm changing the dial because I'm going to go find something that matters. And when you think about the conversations that, that you have around the kitchen table, or the conversations that you're texting back and forth. I realize kitchen table may be an old metaphor because so much of our communication is done with the little device in our hand. But what is it that really captures most of our time and attention? A lot of it has to do with what it is that we do for a living, our, our employment. And there are a couple of different ways to look at that, and a lot of it depends on what your situation is. Are you an owner of a business? Do you work for a large corporation? Maybe you work for the government in some capacity or perhaps a government contractor. Maybe you're looking for work. Maybe you've been an employee for all your life. Maybe you manage a company. Lots of different opportunities in there. But overall, there is a pretty traditional view of employment that permeates our society. And and sadly, because of many of the challenges that we face in our country, the importance of esprit de corps, as we used to call it in the service, or teamwork, and a real focus of working together toward an objective, has really morphed in many cases into an environment that is really an entitlement society. The boss feels entitled to getting every last bit of energy out of the employees that 
that he possibly can, and the employee feels entitled to every nickel of compensation, and on and on and on. We have a lot of images, especially images that are not very flattering, that have been promoted through a lot of the major media, where business people in general have been portrayed as bad guys. If you actually, I was, I was doing some research this week, and if you look at the number of television shows and movies that portray the business owner or the big corporate executives primarily as greedy people that want to take everything they can and basically do underhanded tricks, uh, you begin to find out that there is a, a permeation of our society with the idea that, that basically business is bad, uh, the worker gets taken advantage of, and that ultimately at the end of the day, uh, it's just a winning proposition all the way around. I, I don't agree with that at all. Obviously, there are bad apples in lots of places, but the fact is that if you look at what has made America strong, our economy, and one of the reasons our economy prospers is because of this little thing called capitalism. And there's a lot of debate right now about free market capitalism, about protectionism, and what does it mean to have a tariff, and what does it not mean to have a tariff. And you start to look at all the ways that the government influences the way business is accomplished, and then... There's a lot of people that get upset. They lose their jobs when companies move overseas. But rarely do people understand the full impact of why companies make those decisions. And in some cases, it's just to make an extra buck. But many times, if you go back and look at the root cause of what drives many businesses to make big decisions, and that doesn't necessarily mean moving out of the country, but if you look at the rules and the regulations, it would skin your head especially if you've never been in an ownership environment. Conversely, when the owner has to create an environment that is welcoming to employees or welcoming to team members in the case of a, for example, a 1099 independent contractor, employees got a lot of constraints. The independent contractor has a lot of constraints. They have to meet a lot of requirements. And depending on the skills that you bring to the table, there can be a lot of chaos in that process. And one of the challenges that we have right now is that when I'm only looking out for me and you're only looking out for you and we don't have any real common agenda other than the fact that we're going to have a transactional relationship in our business. In other words, if I'm working for you and you're the boss and my position is I'm going to get every bit that I can and as soon as that clock hits five, I'm gone. And don't even bother to call me or text me at 502 because I won't be back until 9. I'm, I'm already mentally checked out. And the boss is the, the proverbial individual that is trying to make sure that they get every last little bit out of that employee, knowing full well that they're going to run out the door at 5. What kind of fun is that? What kind of environment are we really talking about? If you study engagement and retention, the things that make employees want to leave – vice the things that make employees want to stay, you know, it's an interesting study. So, And we'll talk more about that as we go through the program today. But I'd like to propose a different view of the employment relationship. One of the challenges that you have when everybody's looking out for themselves, they think very short-mindedly. In other words, if I'm only concerned about what's going on for me and my family today, I'm going to be really in a defensive crouch. I'm not going to be thinking big picture. I'm not going to be thinking about how I can help the company grow. I'm not going to be thinking about the ways that I can improve because I have a long-term interest in the organization. And if the boss hasn't done a good job of fostering the 
retention and the engagement that serves the employee or that independent contractor that's going to drive the behavior that says you know what i'm just gonna i'm gonna hang out i'm gonna get what i can get i'm gonna hold on to what i have and because some cases bosses who have grown in companies whether they happen to be an owner or perhaps a manager one of the challenges with companies is that people for example who've been really good at marketing and sales many times get promoted to be a sales manager or a marketing manager and they have absolutely no skill at managing anything and the presumption by the owner of the company or by a vp level person is that because that individual is a great salesperson or great marketer though they must be able to market or manage the marketing team or manage a sales team and many times that is a gross a gross mistake so there are lots of reasons that these things happen but if we boil it all down to a different point of view and we begin to establish right at the beginning of the relationship of the work program in other words when people first come to work together and they first come to find out what's really driving that organization well you can set some baseline opportunities that really grow and develop the relationship of everybody there. How do you do that? Well, I think if we took a patriot view of employment and began to look at things a little bit differently, in other words, if I'm the employee and I begin to understand that my focus on serving the owner of that company, serving the clients, serving my fellow employees, serving the manager, and taking a position that my my opportunity here is unlimited. Regardless of what you've been told, regardless of the fact you've been told you're being hired as a minimum wage temp employee, fine. Those are the current stats and the specs on this current contractual relationship. But I'm talking about my psychological positioning. I walk into that business playing full out. I walk into that company knowing that I'm going to serve those people. I'm going to serve everybody I possibly can, and I'm going to soak up every ounce of information and ideas and education that will make me a stronger employee. What do you think would happen in the marketplace at large if just that one minor mental shift happened? Instead of showing up saying, I'm punching the clock, is it time for break yet? They walked into the place, regardless of what the job is, fired up, believing that if I do a great job and I serve you and I serve my client, my life is going to get better. Yeah, I'll get paid, but my life is going to get better. And if people really understood that by taking that approach, that the impact that I would be having would actually make not only my company stronger, but my community stronger and then extrapolate that out community by community, state by state, and what do we have? We have an opportunity to help rebuild the country. Now, granted, one of the things that we've learned in the past few years is most people don't spend a whole lot of time thinking about <laughs> thinking about the big picture. We throw political fireballs. We also, because we're dialed into WIIFM, we don't spend a lot of time thinking about the big picture of life. So part of our strategy is putting on a new view of employment in such a way that people can begin to realize that, you know what, if you just adjust your attitude just a hair, not only will your life be better, your company will be better. And that's also true if you're the boss. Some bosses, some owners of companies feel almost as though they're king. I'm giving you a job. 
That means you owe me. Well, that's a funky perspective to have, too. So what are some of the things that we can do as a team, as an organization? What makes you, as an employee or as a 1099 independent contractor, a much more attractive individual to have on the team? And how is I, as a boss, how can I serve you? When we come back from the break, we'll dig into some of those stats, and I think you'll be surprised. Making America Strong Again is brought to you by Patriot Mission. To learn more about national restoration, get free resources at www.makingamericastrongagain.com. This is Steve Schwartz with pdgo.com. We've been in business for over 15 years and have created over 1,000 websites for clients across the USA and across the world. We help our clients have a custom, affordable website, and we teach them personally how they can very easily update the information on their websites themselves anytime they want to without being a techie. Take a look at pdgo.com and see samples of our work and testimonials that clients have said about our service. pdgo.com. Again, pdgo.com. At Surf Pro of Vero Beach, no job is too big and no question is too small. So when fire, water, or mold damage strikes your home or business, call on Surf Pro of Vero Beach at 772-770-0501. That's where you'll find a team of specialists that's faster to any size disaster. So when the things that matter most are on the line, make sure Surf Pro of Vero Beach is too by calling 772-770-0501. That's Surf Pro of Vero Beach, helping make fire, water, and mold damage like it never, ever happened. Franchises are independently owned and operated. Hi, this is Kelly Fisher, a supporter of the Making America Strong Again mission and your local real estate professional here on the Treasure Coast. It has been my honor to serve our community here in Vero Beach since 2003. And with over 1,500 home sales over the past 21 years, it's my hope that you will consider the Kelly Fisher team at Treasure Coast Sotheby's International Realty for all your real estate needs. It's also our desire that every family has a home and every home has a family. And we have partnered with the Homeless Family Center of Vero Beach to work toward that goal. When you buy or sell a home with the Kelly Fisher team, we will make a substantial contribution toward alleviating homelessness in our hometown. To be a part of this great mission, please call us at 772-321-6905. Welcome back to Making America Strong Again, the program dedicated to inspire you and to inspire a nation with stories of American exceptionalism and national restoration. Once again, here's your host, Steve Olds. Well, thanks again for being with us today. We're drilling down into the relationship in a, let's just call it a patriot view of employment, because the relationship between those that own businesses, those that hire people, right now there are 30 million Americans that own small businesses, for example, but 72% of those, 22 million are single-person operations. So you may be listening to this thinking, well, I don't have any employees. I don't, I don't need to deal with this. Well, actually, I would suggest, au contraire, you may not have W-2 employees, but there are people that you have relationships with that you can absolutely apply these same ideas to. Every one of your vendors, every small business that you exchange trade with, everybody that you come in contact with that you may consider to be somebody that you can do a joint venture or strategic partnership with, they all 
all these fundamentals apply. One of the other main considerations as we start to look at this relationship and the decision that we each make, whether we're a owner, whether we're an employee, whether we're a strategic partner, whether we're an independent contractor, if we take a position that I choose to be a servant leader, I choose to serve those with whom I do business in whatever capacity, that means I put your need ahead of mine. There is an enormous psychological impact when I choose to serve you. Have you ever been to a restaurant when it was absolutely clear that the server could care absolutely less about you? They were just standing there waiting for your order. You gave it to them, and it was clear that was an environment that deserved absolutely no tip. Conversely, maybe you've been in an environment where the service was absolutely magnificent. And it's interesting because sometimes when that happens, it's in a place where you wouldn't expect it. Maybe a short order grill or a local diner where you're not used to five-star service, but somebody that clearly had the heart of a servant leader was the individual that chose to step into that employment, step into that job that day, and you were fortunate because they served you. Imagine now we begin to build a culture of service, a culture focused on the needs of the players on the team, and we begin to look at what brings us together, the mission, certainly the mission of the organization. That's what we're here to do in a work environment. And when we begin to understand that the mission of the work we're doing as a team also has an influence on the community and our state and our nation, and even if we began to just plant those little teeny seeds and we fertilized them by helping people understand their work matters, because that's another challenge people have. They're sitting in a cubicle for eight, nine, ten hours a day, and nobody bothers to mention that the impact they're having is extraordinary. The impact that they've had on a customer's life, the impact they've had on a client who uses their service or buys their app or purchases their food, the work that you're doing in a maintenance field that makes sure that that particular piece of equipment was able to harvest the oranges in the citrus grove that ultimately went to somebody's table, you actually had an impact on somebody's health. Hmm, never really thought about that. Now, when you begin to look at different ways that this can be expanded, the, 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 the opportunities are limitless. But what's important to understand is that when we start looking for those opportunities, the brain does a funny thing. It starts giving you answers. So if you just simply said, well, how can I, how can I raise the bar on my own level of service to the people with whom I get to work every day? And I get to work with them. I choose to work with them. I choose to walk in the door. We don't live in a dictatorship. We have the opportunity to choose where we plan our talents. So you can choose to take a role that says, I'm going to be a servant leader. I'm going to do the things necessary to show appreciation, even in the case, although this may never happen, although sometimes you don't really feel like it. Or the people that you work with make it really difficult to want to serve them because they just make you crazy. But you get to choose. One of the other considerations 
is that some of us in the baby boom world are trying to figure out how do I deal with these generation Y was one thing, the millennials, and then now we're coming into generation Z. Holy smokes, these digital natives who are now just entering the workforce, they grew up with an embedded social technology in everything they do. You better recognize there are different ways that we're going to have to communicate. And we have to look for that. We have to look for ways to do that. And that's a whole other topic that we'll get into. But I just want to point it out because it's not sufficient to simply look at ways through your eyes, how you serve other people, other clients, internal and external customers. But you have to think about it through the eyes of the receiver. So whether we're dealing with a generational issue, maybe we're dealing with a gender issue. I'm different as a guy than a woman is. So how I relate to folks that I work with who are ladies on the team, well, I have to think about that. All those elements are important. And what happens when you become focused on serving the people that you work with, your whole perspective begins to shift. And a lot of this happens subconsciously. Let me ask you this question. What do you think is the number one skill that's in demand right now that employers are looking for? Any idea? There's a company called Spherion that's an employment organization, and they have been doing what they call an emerging workforce study. And it's been done over the course of the last about 20 years. Every two years, they gather more metrics from their clients and from the marketplace and they ask a lot of questions, and they tabulate this data. You can go to the website, and it's, it's really interesting information. In our research, one of the things that we found out, 47% of all employers are looking for one specific skill, problem solving. Hmm. They also found out that 51% of employees feel they lack one particular skill. Guess what that happens to be? Problem solving. Isn't that interesting? The second most in-demand skill, strategic thinking. 34% of employers say they're looking for it. 31% of employees say they feel they lack that capability. So just in those two areas, problem solving and strategic thinking, think about what would happen if, as an organization, we began to really help focus on one simple idea. We're here to solve problems. I don't care what you make. I don't care what your company does. At the end of the day, you're here to solve a problem. Solve a problem for a client. Solve a problem for an internal or an external customer. And we're going to have to put our brain on. We can't just be on automatic. We can't just be plugged into our digital device all the time, texting, Facebooking, having a grand old time, and expect to be able to strategically think very well. Sometimes we've got to shut down the noise and focus. That's a whole other discussion. I want to read to you an excerpt from their latest emerging workforce study, and it has to do with leadership, something we've focused on quite a lot, and we'll pick this up again next week. With employees of every age vulnerable to an attractive offer, that means could be pursued for another job, one thing is very clear. Employees need to do more to engage and retain the talent they have. Organizations around the world are struggling to strengthen their leadership pipelines, yet over the past year, businesses fell further behind. 
particularly in their ability to develop millennial leaders, with 86% of all surveyed HR and business leaders citing leadership as one of their most critical challenges. A focus on leadership at all levels, coupled with consistent year-over-year spending in this area, is key to building a sustainable performance and engaging employees in the new world of work. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been talking about leadership for a long time. Making America strong, again, requires strong leaders at every level of your business. Think about stepping up your game to become a servant leader. We'll talk to you next week. Making America Strong Again is brought to you by Patriot Mission. To learn more about national restoration, get free resources at www.makingamericastrongagain.com. 